Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi Sarah, hi Kirby. Welcome, Welcome to, to Gloss Angeles. Brought to you by Hum Nutrition. So I've been taking their supplements for a while now, but Kirby, I want to know what are you currently obsessed with? Okay, so I love Glow Sweet Glow. It's a great supplement if you have dry or dehydrated skin and are looking to give yourself a glow. Amazing. So I read that it has hyaluronic acid in it, which as we hopefully all know is a humectant that attracts water, Mm -hmm. which is why it's a great ingredient for skincare, right? Yeah, so it actually has a low molecular, say that five times fast, hyaluronic acid, which is is always a great way to hydrate your skin, bones, joints, etc. from the inside out. We know that it's great for skincare, but it's also great to take orally. So Sarah, did you know that Capricorns tend to deal with joint issues? This is a very scientific fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since HA is naturally found in our bodies as a lubricant for our joints, I always feel a little bit better to my joints for taking it. I did not know that. Thank you, Kirby. Um, <laughs> I also read that it has vitamin C and E and amia fruit in it. Totally. So amia fruit is a uh, fruit that's actually very potent with vitamin C. Also, it contains absorbic acid, all great things to make your skin glowy. So for those people who are a little skeptical about taking supplements, do you have any tips, Kirby? Of course. So in the jar that you're going to get, there are 60 vegan gummies that will last you over 30 days. And it's actually proven that if you take 120 to 240 milligrams per day, of hyaluronic acid for at least one month that you will significantly see an increase in skin moisture and reduce your dry skin, which is awesome. And this is from an established medical journal, PubMed Central. So we're not lying. And these gummies actually have 120 milligrams per serving size of two gummies. So when I wake up in the morning, I make my cup of tea by the Keurig, and then I just pop two little gummies in my mouth and I'm good to go. Amazing. Yeah. So I've also taken these before and they taste so delicious. Yeah, they, they actually do. That's why, that's like half the battle is enjoying what you're taking. So exactly. that's part of the reason why I like taking them. They truly taste like a citrus fruit. So they're a little bit tart. They have minimal sugar, but they're still really, really nice to eat. If you guys want to learn more about Glow Sweet Glow or any other Hum Nutrition products, check out humnutrition.com. Thanks, Hum! Woo! Okay, so we have beauty news. This week, there's been a lot of things going on. Some of them not necessarily new, new, but I think they're worth discussing, right? Yeah. So let's talk about Tati Beauty. Let's discuss. Tati launched her palette on October 25th. For those of you who are not familiar, Tati Westbrook (laughs) is a huge beauty YouTuber. Yep. Um, you may recognize her name from some earlier drama this year. Yes, the scandal with James Charles and Jeffrey Star. She has a supplement brand. Yep, Halo Beauty. But now she's finally taken the dive. Yeah, so she launched Tati Beauty, which is a cosmetics line, and she came out with this palette and she called them she calls them textured neutrals. So they're all kind of in this like really wearable color family, but then She has like straight up glitter. She has shimmer, mattes. She has something that she calls like a sequin shade. Mm. So it's like a matte with shimmer infused into it, which I found really interesting. 
long story short, she sold out. And we she know... She sold out in 12 hours. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. And I was asking Sarah, what does sold out actually mean? Because we, we are constantly talking about this. What does it mean when a brand's like, we sold out? Like, okay, did you move 2,000 units? Right. <laughs> like, what does... It's, it's like the... Kylie Cosmetics KKW beauty model where it's like the drop, the but drop. we don't know exactly how many units they have. It could just be a hundred, Ex- but yeah. Yeah. So I'm really curious if anybody wants to give us some intel on that, but Tati revealed that her products are made and manufactured here in the United States and that it was important for her to have them manufactured here. And can you guess who the manufacturer is? Did we just kind of give you a little hint yes we did it's seed beauty and seed oversees color pop most notably mm-hmm. actually not most notably kylie cosmetics kkw i mean she's in good company and and if anyone knows how to do a drop it's seed it's seed Seed is awesome because they're based here in Los Angeles I would love to go to the factory and then check everything out at some point but yeah. I remember when ColourPop first, you know, came onto the scene, everybody was obsessed with the fact that you could just buy product online and and get it here in the United States and it didn't cost an arm and a leg and the quality was really great. Mm-hmm. And also they were able to turn trends into products almost immediately. Exactly. And they were so affordable. So affordable. And I I actually made, when ColourPop first came out, they had a party where you could make an, your own eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. And I made my own. And I, I thought it was the most magical thing ever that you could pick and choose what you want. I don't think they have that option right now. But yeah. it, I feel like at some point, Seed is going to incorporate it into their website where you can go online and like actually create your yeah. own eyeshadow or blush or whatever it is. They definitely should if they have if they're not planning on doing that already if we made a los angeles product what would it be it would be like i thought a, about this i think it would be like a sunset like a los angeles sunset but would it be like a blush or a palette or a lip i feel like it would be well i obviously love a lip but i think a highlighter i was gonna say i actually was leaning more towards like a blush highlighter duo yeah because i think it's something because we both we are similar and different. Like yeah. you have your eyelash extensions. Mm-hmm. So while I love to make a mascara, right. you're like, I'm never using it. <laughs> and, and you're not a big lip person. No. And I am. Yeah. I'd be like, can it be like a clear nude? And yeah. you're like, I want it to be like yeah. a bold pink yeah. or something. Right. So I, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, what if a brand came to us and was like, <laughs> Los Angeles products. I mean, ColourPop would be such a dream. And I feel because it's, well, it's, it's LA. It's LA. I love their super shock. Yep. That's like my favorite highlighter. So do the Breaking Beauty girls. Oh, yes. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right. Seed Beauty. They they know what's up. And on the note of how many did they sell out of, Tati said mm-hmm. that they sold out. They had 100,000 units and they sold out. It's do a lot. Do you hear the money signs? Do you hear the cash register? And that was literally just the pre-sale. No one has tried the product except for a few of in, uh, YouTubers, right? Yeah. So literally people are just buying it because they love her. That's insane and good for her. I I like that she kind of showed the receipts on that too mm-hmm. because the big thing right now is telling people that you're selling out of stuff and like making up numbers and 
it's like, well, where's the hard facts here? Like, Mm -hmm. let me see a document that proves all this. So good for Tati. I'm Mm -hmm. curious, just from an audience standpoint, do you guys know who Tati is? I know that sounds kind of ignorant on my part to ask, but I'm just curious because it's like such a different world. Do you guys know who Tati is? Were you familiar with her before this? And did you buy the palette? DM us, let us know. And do you like to buy celebrity and or influencer palettes? Yeah. Is that something that you are excited about? I will tell you when Mac partnered with Patrick Starr, his powder, the Patrick powder was one of my favorites. Just throwing that out there. They needed to make it a permanent thing. So we have another piece of news. Sunday Riley settled with the FTC after the company was accused of posting fake reviews of their products on Sephora's website for two years. Yes. So they were accused and it they actually admitted to their <laughs> the crime <laughs> via their Instagram, which I, I kind of found was weird. But when, was it Estee Law? It was Estee, Estee Laundry. Laundry. Mm-hmm. When they brought this up. the letter. Yep. It was on Reddit, of course, dark web. (laughs) And um, basically an employee at Sunday Riley said, hey, as a Sunday Riley employee, we are told, you know, that this this needs to happen. We have to write like three fake reviews, create new accounts to do so. We have to download like a VPN, which blocks our IP address. It has to be a certain, you know, amount of characters long to be considered to downvote negative reviews. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I find extremely bizarre because apparently when you download a negative review, it just disappears. Yeah. Which what? Like so, Yeah. So the letter states, if you see a negative review, dislike it. After enough dislikes, it is removed. This directly translates to sales. This is insane. And I really hope Sephora changes this on their website. Please keep the negative reviews, even if they're downvoted. I would rather see that there's like two or three negative reviews with like 800 downvotes than them just be totally gone. And it actually makes me trust a product review more when I see that there's a mix of positive and negative. Totally. nobody's going to love a product all 100%. Exactly. So anyways, long story short, this came out, people went nuts. And then this week or last week, actually, they announced the FTC that the punishment for the crime is that Sunday Riley is going to promise to never do this again. Yeah. So the CNN article says, as part of the settlement, Sunday Riley agreed not to write fake reviews. The company did not admit wrongdoing or receive any form of punishment. So what exactly is this settlement? That, okay. So that's the number one thing I am trying to figure out because people are mad that there was no definitive punishment. There wasn't like they have to pay $50,000 or $100,000 for a fine. When I read settlement, that's what that means, right? It doesn't that mean money. Like you settle out of court. So it's like, if you're in court with someone and you're going through like any any uh, you know celebrity news where they settle out for one thing or the other, there's definitely like money that's exchanged in order to like keep this from going to like a public forum. Where does that money go? <laughs> to the, the state? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> to the government? Oh, to the government. Yeah. But right. But I I'm just curious like. Did when I see settlement, I'm like, so they definitely were fined, right? They definitely had to pay money, but a lot of people don't seem to think that. But then they did not admit wrongdoing, and then it says they didn't receive any form of punishment. So, isn't a penalty a punishment? 
Yes. Or do, are are we? Is that not what they mean by that? Because I can't imagine that the FTC would be like, okay, your punishment is you can't manufacture products for a year. Like you can't keep them from their livelihood, right? So yeah, I mean, unless they were actually toxic and doing something bad to you, but they they don't. And that's not what this problem is. The problem is just that they were lying about reviews. And I say just because honestly, I'm so unfazed by this, guys. Yeah. So many brands do this. We know I've had some DMs from people being like, oh, yeah, we we do that. And what I've been telling people when they ask for my opinion on it is Sunday Riley did not. She's not the mastermind behind right. doing these reviews on retailer websites. Like is, this is, has to be learned behavior. Do I still love Sunday Riley products? Of course. We're both going to keep using Sunday Riley products. Like I will still recommend them to people because the problem is not that these products are bad or that they're not efficacious or that they're not actually like really, really good products in general. It's just that they were deceptive. and Which is just so crazy to me because everyone... I know loves at least one Sunday Riley product. So they have a legitimate fan base. They have loyal customers. So to me, it doesn't make, it doesn't seem necessary to ask your employees to write reviews. I know. That's the weirdest part to me. And I don't get it. I don't get it either. I think if I was going to be a PR crisis manager, what I would suggest to the brand is get Sunday to do some press and, yes. and have her be completely transparent about what happened, why it happened. Also, please have her be transparent about her background. Yeah. Is she a cosmetic chemist? We want TBD. Know. We, we're still dying to know. So I think because the products are so great and people love them and they do have this cult-like following, it does make it seem a little shady that you're not being forthcoming with information that you really could just put out into the world and set things straight and then move on. Yeah. Like, I don't think people would be talking about this as much if they would just be more open. Yes. So I also want to add that our friend Jessica Chia, who is an amazing beauty editor at Allure, wrote an article called Our Online Beauty Product Reviews Just One Big Scam. And she does a huge deep dive into this, basically coming to the conclusion that yes, other brands are doing this. Totally. And maybe not as uh, outright as sending out a letter to all the employees asking <laughs> them and giving them step-by-step instructions, but it's happening. So yeah. And you know what? Some of you are probably thinking, okay, well then how am I supposed to trust online beauty reviews? And this is what I would say. Find somebody in the beauty industry that you truly trust and follow their reviews If they haven't talked about a product, it could be that they just don't have time. It could also be because they don't recommend the product. Mm -hmm. Some of them might blatantly be like, I don't like this for whatever reason. But most of the time, if you're not hearing a lot about a certain product or brand, it's because they're not recommending it. Also, be super careful when you see articles online that are like, this Amazon beauty product has over 20,000 five-star reviews. Yeah. Because as people that write in this industry for a living, we know what people want to see. And of course, people are attracted to positive reviews. So if you're going to read an article like that, you need to make sure that there's an actual review within it from the writer, Mm -hmm. not just a, hey, we found this product and it has 20,000 positive reviews and here's why. And you should try it. Like, 
you need to see if the person has tried it for themselves and and recommends it that way. So yeah, just like I mean, I think I would love to hear from you guys. I think Kirby and I both would want we want to know like how you guys come to a buying decision. Like why are you buying a product? Who are you asking? Where are you getting your recommendations from? Are you checking multiple websites? Are you watching YouTubers? Are you, you know, seeing your favorite influencers on Instagram recommend a product? I'm just so curious about it all. Same. It's time for What's on Your Face. <laughs> Kirby, what's on your hair? Okay, so I want to talk, I want to give hair some love because yeah. we don't really talk about hair yeah. that much. We don't. Because um, I have a lot of fake hair. Uh, Still, it's a really pretty hair that you have to take care of. Thank you. And I also have to take care of my actual hair too that's bleach. So I got sent the In Common Beauty hair system. And if you guys aren't familiar, In Common Beauty was created by the founders of 901 Salon, Nikki Lee and Rihanna Capri. And they're an institution here in LA. I mean, people travel here. Just to get haircuts from them and colors. Yeah. And they work with so many celebrities. You know, that's why they've gained so much notoriety and attention. And I think their salon is so cute on Mm -hmm. Melrose Place now. But so they launched... Uh, a product a couple of months ago. It was that it was like a hair elixir. It was like a leave-in treatment that you could spray on, mm. um, and I really liked it. And it was making my hair softer and overall just look a lot healthier. And I tagged them, and then Nikki was like, "Did we not send you the whole system?" I'm like, "What?" So she did, and I got it this week. And first of all, the packaging is beautiful, and I love the names of the products. You can tell that they were really thoughtful and trying to create something different, and that wasn't just run-of-the-mill like shampoo, conditioner, etc. So like I said, it's a system. Okay. And you use it all together. So there's three steps. There is first... Okay, so this is how I used it, okay? I feel like my hair looks really good today. It does. And it's very... It's very soft. It, I can run my fingers through it and it doesn't feel like straw, which it does half the time. <laughs> and it, it's okay to use with extensions? Yes. Okay. 100%. So Extensions and color treated hair? Yep. And so I start with the Malibu C treatment. Um, Justin Anderson turned me on to this. He does my hair color. He's amazing. And it's a vitamin C treatment for your hair that just clarifies any buildup and if you're getting brassy. So I use it actually once a week and it just helps to brighten my blonde. So I used that, then I rinsed it, and then I used the Clear Haze Universal Shampoo. It's a foam, Mm. so it's really fun to use. I also feel like that's genius because I really try not to use that much shampoo in my hair. Same. Same. So a foam would really help you control that. Yeah, and you don't need that much, and you start with the shampoo. You obviously, you know, massage it into your hair. You rinse, and then there's the treatment portion. So they have three different types of treatments. I use the strengthening enhancer. It's called Mended C Strengthening Enhancer. And it includes what they call a C3 custom care complex. And it includes two silk proteins and avocado oil. So it's really going to just strengthen your hair, but also nourish it and make it feel really soft. It also contains babasu oil, Mm -hmm. which is huge. It's like this hidden secret from Brazil um, in terms of really enriching your hair. And then blueberry extract, which is great for not only strengthening your hair, but like fighting it against like free radicals and stuff like that. What does it smell like? It has just like a really fresh scent. Like uh, honestly, no, like it wasn't. Fragrance. Yeah, it wasn't like overwhelming to me. I, I honestly couldn't even describe to you what it smelled like, just because it, it wasn't overpowering. Right. 
which I like personally. And you leave the, the enhancer, whichever one you choose, like there's a moisturizing one and then there's one other one I can't remember, but you spritz it through your hair and then you put on the Velvet Cloud Universal Mask. So like this is their answer to conditioner. Okay. And you put it on top of the enhancer, kind of like a one-two punch. And then you, you leave it on like one to three minutes and then you brush it through and then you rinse it out. So together, all of these ingredients are supposed to help kind of like regenerate and change your hair in a good way. I just love that it felt like a skincare ritual for my hair. Like, yeah. I feel like half the time I get in the shower and I like slap on some shampoo and conditioner and like wash my body and shave if I need to or whatever. And then I'm out. Totally. Because I also am trying to conserve water too. I don't want to take up too much time in the shower. Mm-hmm. For this, I actually turned off my shower because I, you know, when mm-hmm. I'm letting the mask sit and stuff like that. But I just really enjoyed the process and especially since I don't wash my hair that often like Mm -hmm. twice a week if that Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved it I love the packaging I think can you buy the products individually or yes okay so the system together which is the shampoo and the the enhancer and then the the universal uh, cloud velvet cloud universal mask is $105. Okay, but so then it's you not can, cheap. It's definitely not cheap. I would put this along the same lines as like Oribe or Virtue brands. But I guess if you're not washing your hair every day and it's obviously made with really great ingredients, it'll pro- it, it's an investment one, but it, it's worth it. But then also like how long is it going to last? It probably lasts you a while. Totally. Like I have, for me, I don't go through shampoo and conditioner that that quickly. Uh And that's because I don't use them that often. I feel like it is especially great for someone like me who does like luxury hair care. So, I mean, I, I don't know if I'll ever get through my Orbe shampoo and conditioner. Oh my God. I finally got through it. You did? Yeah. Through the conditioner, not the shampoo. I just, I'm like, this is, I feel like it just keeps refilling itself. Yeah. I felt like it was a huge achievement. I'm definitely not complaining, but I still am like, wow, I can't get through this fast enough. I think Um, I wash my hair more than you. Yeah. Yeah. But we have different hair. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So um, the products separately are like between like $25 and $30. Definitely like more luxury. But if you have color treated hair, I would definitely look into this. If you have to buy just one product, maybe make it one of the enhancers. I agree. Because I feel like that's something that you can't really find at the drugstore or from other hair care lines. Yeah. But they the, the other thing too is, you know, they are made to work together like in its most powerful way. So I would highly suggest, you know, investing in the system. But at the same time, I don't know. I also think the shampoo is great. Like the shampoo foam. Yeah. I kind of want to try that. Like it's brilliant. So thank you, Nikki and Rihanna for sending it to me. I'm so, so pleased with it. And I'm really excited for you guys that you created something really great. I'm going to bother you guys for the shampoo foam. Yep. 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 (laughs) Yep. Yep. Sarah. Yes. What's on your body? Oh, yes. Okay. So speaking of things that I am just go opposite, I am just using so much of, and I'm probably going to run out really soon, (laughs) is the Necessaire Body Exfoliator. I need this. Specifically in eucalyptus, but it is my favorite body exfoliator ever. I cannot stop talking about this product. So it's a body exfoliator that has two methods of exfoliation. So there's chemical and physical. Mm -hmm. So there's like an AHA and a BHA trio of glycolic, acid, lactic acid, and salicylic acid. So it's really helping to get rid of those dead skin cells. Great. And then there's also pumice and bamboo charcoal to soften your skin without irritating it. So it's like kind when it comes out, it's just like a little gel of like little black grains, but uh-huh. they're like 
they're not harsh. Like I said, they're really gentle. And I, so Necessaire is famous for their products that have no fragrance, right? Mm -hmm. Which I love. Like their body wash, I love. Their lotion, I love. Love. But this is the first time they're introducing products with scents in them. Interesting. And so they make one that is eucalyptus and then they make a sandalwood one. Ooh. Yeah. But they smell so good. Like I am beg, like I was just DMing, commenting and being like, can you guys make a eucalyptus scented body wash? Because I just would never use anything else. But back to the exfoliator, I use it probably two, three times a week and it's just so easy to use. It's not messy like other body exfoliators, you know, Mm -hmm. where, or it's also not super thick where I feel like some body exfoliators will, you know, it's just like very It's hard to wash off. Hard to wash off, really thick, and you just feel like there's a film on your skin. Yeah. So my skin feels really soft after using this, but I feel like I'm clean. Yeah. And then I just go in and use my body lotion, or now I'm using the Augustinus Botter Rich Cream. I know. Which is very luxurious. Oh my God. I feel like a queen when I wear that. But can I just tell you, I love Necessaire. I love Necessaire so much. If I had money to invest in a company, it would be Necessaire. Thousand percent agree with you. I want this product to be in like every store imaginable because I they're believe cl- in it they're so clean, much. They're clean. They're beautiful. You, yeah, you feel good using it. You smell good. Um, I use it at night, so I. Uh, their 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 lotion. Yes. Okay. Sorry, the lotion. I use it at night because a I am a self tanning fiend. Yes. And b I don't like when I have to get into bed and I have like this thick. And you're wet. Yeah, I feel gross. Same. So I use this stuff. I'll put it on. It absorbs so nicely. There's literally no smell. Mm -hmm. I love that it includes ingredients that help to strengthen your skin Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Because you always neglect your body. Totally. Just like you were talking about with your hair. I feel like with body, you spend so much time on your face that when it comes to your actual body, like you're just like, whatever, I'll just use whatever Whatever. this lotion is in my bathroom. Mm -hmm. But yeah, all of the ingredients in Necessaire's products are skincare grade. Which which is awesome. is amazing. And And I go through it like water. Yeah, I know. I've gone through like two bottles, I think. I also have to add that, do you, have you used their lube that they have? (laughs) Um... (laughs) I just have to say, it's a really great lube. (laughs) We're adults here. Patrick, have we used the lube? Sorry, anybody it's listening a, to this? A, yeah, it's just it's uh, the necessary this, the sex gel. It's I'll, a water-based lube, and it's great. And and I would say that I'll just say it's by my it's in my nightstand. Okay, great. It's same, lovely. Wow, great. you made me blush a sorry, little bit. Sorry, I, I don't get embarrassed much, but I was like, ah, ah, <laughs> sorry, ah, put you on the spot. Ah. <laughs> but I just have to say it's important. Be, I okay. <laughs> when I had a death side with one of the founder co-founders, Nick Axelrod. We were talking about the sex gel, and I hope my mom doesn't listen to this episode just because it makes me nervous. But anyways, and we, he was saying how, you know, he brought up a really good point where all of these people are, you know, all about clean beauty and just like, you know, really mindful of what they're putting in their bodies, what they're eating. But then when it comes to lube, they'll just use what, you know, whatever yeah, is whatever. convenient. Some from, kind of water. And like, you're putting this on very delicate parts of your body. You're so right. So you're like, so right. that's why I am a huge fan of the sex gel. Also because it's great. And and lubrication <laughs> is the key to good sex. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> Everybody was like, I'm blushing. Also, you guys. <laughs> 
Let's just be real, though. Yes, we are being real. If you're not enjoying sex, you need lubrication. The end. The end. $20. Get it. Get it and (laughs) enjoy. Have a good time. (laughs) Okay, guys. So Sarah and I got to talking this week, and we were trying to come up with an idea that we thought would be beneficial for you guys. And not like our other episodes are not, because we do come from like a service aspect, but I was like, what if we talked about ingredients that we kind of steer away from when it comes to trying products? Because Sarah and I obviously try a ton. Yes. And I'm sure you've gotten asked just as much as I have, but how do you decide what products you're going to actually try? Right. We don't really get to just say no to things because it is our responsibility to try as much as we can. Right. And I think I just want to preface this too by saying that we will always give a product a fair chance. This is just general guidelines for us personally, yes. where we sort of take a step back and, and you know, look at the ingredient label. To yeah. Because sh- we just personally haven't had the best experience. Exactly. So this is about ingredients that we kind of stay away from when it comes to specific beauty products. Now, what you'll learn is we're going to go through here and talk to you about why we steer away from them. But then there are some products that we yeah. love that have the ingredient. Right. So it's definitely not like one size fits all. It's not like we've banned them from our repertoire. But right. we're hoping that by explaining our reasoning and what we have learned and lived through with you guys, it could help you find the culprit to like maybe why you're breaking out or why your hair isn't growing or exactly. whatever it is. And before we get into this, let's talk about our skin types just yeah. so that yep. people know. So I am like, I have an oilier T-zone, but for the most part, I'm pretty normal. I'm definitely in combination. I have an oily oily ass forehead t-zone and then i get dry like around my nose like the corners of my nose and my chin and stuff and then you have melasma i have melasma and then i have mild rosacea on my cheeks which is so funny because like i never even realized it's very mild as shawnee darden was telling me but it's just something that i need i mean my i didn't have it up until probably like a year ago. So obviously as I'm getting older, Mm -hmm. my skin is a little bit more sensitive, but yeah. So those are our skin types. Yeah. And my skin has cleared up since my like eruption from July. Oh yeah. It really has. It really has. I did get a facial where they massaged my face for an hour. It was orgasmic, if you will. Yeah. Since we're talking about it, but um, are we talking? <laughs> I mean, we were, <laughs> but I am, I have a little breakout on like one of my cheeks right now yeah. and it's just from, you know, the massage and stirring things up. So yeah, I mean, that's, it'll go away. That would happen to me too. Not worried about it. Yeah. So yeah, that's our current state of our skin and our skin overall. So first, the first ingredient, what is it Kirby? It's biotin for your hair. Yep. So like if you look in any hair growth supplement, gummy. It has like loads of biotin in it, okay? Yes. And biotin is the ingredient known for growing longer hair and nails, and that's awesome. But sometimes these supplements are filled with so much of it that it can actually cause breakouts. Mm. So a lot of times when I talk to people and they're asking me like, I'm breaking out, I'm not sure, I ask, are you taking a hair care supplement? And look and see how much biotin is in it. So biotin is actually known as vitamin B7 or vitamin H. And you can find it in just a lot of the food that you're supposed to be eating, like leafy greens, egg yolks, salmon. That's why like 
they tell you if you eat well and eat, you know, clean, right. you will have better hair and skin. Mm-hmm. So into the gloss, you know, I've heard this from so many doctors, but I haven't written about it yet. Mm-hmm. Into the gloss actually has a great article about it, about biotin in general. And it's called the effects of biotin might not actually be working, unfortunately, which people are like, what? Yeah. And if you read the article, it explains that our our bodies actually don't require much biotin to get by. Like it's not something we absolutely need. It plays a, a role in cell growth, but mostly you learn about biotin when you're like, I want longer hair. Right. I want stronger nails. But there's a catch. The research on biotin is patchy at best, according to Into the Gloss. So there are like a few super small scale studies that have shown biotin's positive effects on strengthening your nails, but there's nothing that actually proves that it promotes hair growth in healthy people. That's so wild. Which is like kind of insane. Um, Is this why there's been such a growth in collagen supplements? I think so. I truly think so. I think people were like, oh, I don't know. And sometimes the collagen supplements, you will find biotin in there. Like they'll throw it in there. And I I think it's more like a consumer aspect. I think so too, because people know what biotin is and Mm -hmm. what it does. Yeah. Yep. So biotin is water soluble. So if you have any excess of it in the body, it turns it into waste. And they talk about how some dermatologists will recommend that you take biotin to help with your hair if it's not growing and stuff like that, because it's it's not harmful to take. But what I found most interesting is that biotin supplements are not really designed for people without a biotin deficiency. Hmm. So if you don't know that you have or don't have a a biotin deficiency and then you're taking biotin in hopes that it's going to help you with your hair and your nails. It's not doing anything. You're wasting your money. It's just not even going to work. There is a, they interviewed a a doctor, Dr. Jessica Weiser. Uh, She's a board certified dermatologist in New York. And she said that the most commonly suggested dosage is 2.5 milligrams daily of biotin. A lot of these... These, of way more. Yeah, which is insane. But I, th- I think the most important point to take out of it that is that Dr. Weiser says that if you have a vitamin imbalance and you have too much biotin in your system, it could cause a rash, it could cause a breakout. Mm-hmm. And this is what is causing so many doctors to actually, and, and estheticians, frankly, to stop telling their clients to take biotin. I can't even remember who told me this, but I remember I was breaking out and I think it was a dermatologist and she was like, are you taking any biotin supplements? And I'm like, no. She was like, interesting. I'm just asking because I've had so many people coming in with these like random breakouts or even like rash looking breakouts. And when I ask them and tell them to stop taking whatever biotin supplement they're taking, it clears right up. Interesting. So... My recommendation is like, if you're trying to grow out your hair, I totally get it because I I struggle with that. That's why I have hair extensions. But if you are noticing that you have these consistent breakouts and it's like not attributed to your diet, it's not like hormones, it's not like that you got a new fabric softener, or maybe it's not even a product that is like clogging your pores, it might be the supplement you're taking. So always read your supplements and make sure that like it doesn't have too much biotin in it. Okay, so the next ingredient that... Both Kirby and I are a little bit wary of, and maybe you are too, are essential oils. Yep. Pure essential oils. You know, there are a ton of natural skincare products out there that are made with some sort of essential oil. And, you know, while a lot of them are loved by many people and they work great, I have to say, like, a lot of them are not great for people with sensitive skin 
or just in general, like I don't think a lot of dermatologists would recommend using essential oils on your skin at all. Right? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a really great article on Women's Health UK that basically agrees with Kirby and me. (laughs) Essential natural oils, they are, you know, rich in antioxidants and contain antibacterial ingredients that protect against skin issues. So when you think about it, you're like, this sounds great. This sounds like something that I want to put on my skin. But most of the components in the oils can really irritate your skin because of the fragrance in it. Which makes sense, right? Because any product with a strong fragrance should not be used on your skin. There are some examples that Women's Health UK lists like limonene, citronello, (laughs) and eugenol, which are all present in fragrant plant oils. Like I know that a lot of people love using skincare products that have some essential oils in it because it smells really good. Yep. But if that's the only reason you're using it and you're not seeing like the benefits, then it really... It, you shouldn't be using them at all. Anytime I see a product that's like lavender, I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. no, like I don't want this on my face. Yeah, like even if you, it's a synthetic fragrance, to be completely honest. Which like, is like just as bad. Yeah, so I think like for essential oils, yes, I love going to a, a massage and like they put the hands over your face and like have you inhale. Yes. But they're not like rubbing that product like all over my face. Right. And so I think that you can also, like if you do love using essential oils, like you can use them on your body, right? You can put some drops of lavender in your bath or you can, you know, rub it on like your 10 spots in your body. But I would just steer clear from putting it on your face. And then They also spoke to an aromatherapist who said that if you do really want to use um, essential oils in your skincare products, a general guideline is to use something that has 1% dilution. So that's like, do you use tea tree oil? Yes. Yeah. So I think that that's an essential oil that I like to use on like if I'm having a breakout, but I make sure to dilute it. Of course. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's too, it's too much when it's not diluted. Exactly. Um, It's just too potent. They suggest that like natural oils to use that are not so fragrant are rosehip, almond, argan, and coconut oil. But also, you know, if you are someone that is naturally oily or you have really sensitive skin, you know, always remember to patch test. And then they, I thought that was really funny. This article was like, if you really miss the smell, just like get a diffuser (laughs) Um, or just, you know, buy a lavender, lavender candle. If you miss the smell, like smell something instead of putting it on your face. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Just inhale it. Love Um, it. Yeah. Okay. So on that note, they mentioned coconut oil and everyone knows Kirby's feelings. It's like, I'm so anti-coconut oil, but I have actually, let's talk about why. Yes. And I've actually kind of opened my mind a little bit to coconut oil. So coconut oil, I remember, I don't know, 2016, 2015, like that's all anybody was talking about. Like the memes. Oh my God. I think at Bustle, like I did probably like 20 articles on coconut oil. Oh yeah. I did a video. You can find it. 26 ways to use coconut oil. I talked about like slapping it in your hair, putting it on your face, oil in a face pulling. mask, oil pulling, like you making little like sachets to like put in your, your shoe drawer, whatever. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> looking back, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I clearly was a face of a company making a video for that company. Like these weren't my full opinions on the matter. So if you're going to come at me, just know that. But 
Also, I, it was like a, it was all anyone was talking about. Exactly. So, you know, we work in digital publishing. We capitalize on what people are talking about. Let's yes. be real. But I have also written many an article about why coconut oil. Please just don't go to the grocery store and pick up extra virgin coconut oil and slap it on your face and use it as a makeup remover or to moisturize your skin. And then um, wonder why you're breaking out. Yeah. If it works for you, great. But it's comedogenic. It's a four on the comedogenic scale. So even if you're not breaking out, but you're noticing like you have just Clogged blackheads pores. everywhere, yeah. it's probably because of the coconut oil. That being said, when I went on the Max Factor trip, I did talk to a cosmetic chemist and she was incredibly knowledgeable. And I asked her about coconut oil in beauty products, you know, in skincare and makeup products, because like foundations are you kind of utilizing coconut oil now. And she explained to me like, listen, yes, in a solid form that you would get from the grocery store, the extra virgin coconut oil is comedogenic. However, formulations matter. Mm -hmm. that's why we like some products more than others because they're formulated differently. If the coconut oil isn't in its solid form and it's fractionated, which I've written about this, it's the liquid form that doesn't solidify at room temperature. That's okay to use. It also just depends on like how much is in it. So what I would say is if you see a product and it has coconut oil in it, it's specifically made for skincare and it's not 100% pure like extra virgin coconut oil give it a try like my mind has been opened I'm not completely anti anymore because there are product I mean there are some new products that are going to come out that you guys are going to see I'm actually a big fan of that Mm -hmm. have coconut oil in them yeah Um, they're not the base of the product but it's included so the other thing I wanted to bring up though is that coconut oil is also bad for your hair so Mm. a lot of people I've talked to Allison McNamara about this. She's like, oh my God, I thought I was going crazy because people are like, use coconut oil for your hair. And then like my hair would feel like straw. Mm -hmm. I'm like, me too. Well, as it turns out, I talked to a colorist a couple years ago and he said that it can alter the pH of your hair. And so if you color treat your hair, it can make your color fade more quickly. Okay. And it can also make your hair extremely dry. So if you've been using coconut oil hair masks and you're wondering why your hair feels drier than before and then you keep on using more coconut oil, you definitely should stop using the coconut oil. That's so interesting. Wild, right? Yeah. I have to say that I personally like some coconut oil products, but I do steer clear if it is a skincare product. But Soko Glam recently introduced this product by Solved Skincare. It's the coconut oil cleansing pads. And I was looking at the ingredients. It's made with 100% virgin coconut oil. But okay, this is and, this is what confuses me because I trust Soko Glam, right? And and Charlotte, I, she is like, I one of my skincare gurus, and she like says and swears by this product, and it won the Best of K Beauty Award for 2019. Um, but so then it comes down to formulation. I think also, that's what it is. The product, I I don't know which product you're referring to, so I I can't see it. Yeah, it's not like a solid balm. No, like it doesn't look so it's like in a it's in a little it's drenched in the oil, but it's a pad. So you're not you're. It's probably if it's drenched in the oil, then the oil is liquid. Yes. Yeah. Great. Great. Get on with your bad self. Right. And it's probably you know. I, I can't imagine that it, it is like super, super saturated. Like it maybe it's like, and it has like a little exfoliating side. The big, We're going to need to try this. We are. We are. And the big kicker here is that it's probably fractionated coconut oil. It's the coconut oil that is in liquid form. Yeah. It isn't the one that solidifies at room temperature. 
So I'm totally down with that. Hey, Sephora collection made a, a like makeup wipes, which I'm usually pretty anti. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm going to use a makeup wipe, I now use that one. Email Jamie and I'm like, can you send me more of these coconut oil wipes? Because they're they were gentle and they actually clean my skin really nicely. I love the Sephora wipes. I yeah, they're great. I'm oh, trying great. to not use as much, but oh, I love them. I don't use wipes as much anymore unless I'm like going hardcore with like a face paint situation. Yeah. I have them like I have some in my car for like after the gym. Mm. But Smart. I try, yeah. Oh my god! Did y'all just hear Ollie snoring? So le- sorry, we're boring you, yeah, dude. Wow. Guess you know Jeez. everything about ingredients he, over here. He does. But yeah, so I think this is like actually a big transformative moment for me because I think so. I'm not just so anti coconut oil. Like I'm still not gonna be. Everyone, you know, send Kirby your <laughs> coconut oil products. I'm like crying in the corner. But no, seriously. Do you like, like to eat coconut oil? Oh, like I, not, I, I mean, love. Coconut water. I like coconut water. I love eating a coconut. Yes, yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Fresh coconut. Oh, I love it. But I am not a big fan of... And I like the way that that coconut tastes, for sure. I don't actually like coconut oil when I'm cooking, though. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a a strong taste. Yeah. Okay, speaking of oils... Yes. We also kind of try to stay away from products that have squalene. Squalane. 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 That's why I, that's like how I want to say Squalane. it. Squalane. Short Squalane. No, Sarah Sarah can speak to this, but it's interesting because we both didn't like say this before. Mm-hmm. And then we started talking and I'm like, are we talking about the same product? Yeah. And we just realized that squalane and this particular product like made us break out. And I th- again, back to coconut oil, I think it just has to do with formulation. Yep. Like agreed. not all products obviously are created equal and there are different amounts of the squalane that are being used. And then when you use it in conjunction with another product, that might be what causes us to break out or, you know, irritates our skin. But let's back up. So yeah. what is squalane? It is the hydrogenated version of squalene a compound produced naturally by our sebaceous glands. Did you know that squalene used to be harvested from shark livers? I did. But now they are all plant-based for the most part. I mean, you should all look at your ingredient label to make sure. But it's, so it's naturally produced by the body, but its production slows as we age, um, which means that our skin gets drier because of it. And so when you incorporate squalene into your skincare, it is said that it can help restore the balance of your skin's oils. Yeah. And for the most part, I know tons of people who love squalene. People, like some of my friends truly attribute squalene to completely changing their skin. Yeah, like it helps with, it's it's funny that it irritates our skin because yep. it's supposed to be famously non-irritating and it helps with people with like eczema or people who have like really sensitive skin. So that's why I'm wor- like, that's why I think it's the formulation and it's not the actual ingredient because may I remind you guys, Beauty Stat has squalane in it, and, and we I all am know how much swear by Beauty Stat. So it really comes down to the formulation, and, and and I think also back to your skin type. So maybe it's because you have some oily parts of your skin. Maybe I was applying it too much on my T zone, but yeah. So because squalane is part of sebum, and excess sebum can contribute to acne. People who have oily or acne prone skin should probably not be using a lot of it. Good to know. That's a great tip. But yeah, again, like all of these other ingredients, 
case by case boo. basis. Do you boo? Yeah, if it works for you, great. Like Maybe. I'm not going to tell you to stop using Squalane right now if you are loving it and it's transforming your skin. If you're using Squalane right now and you notice that your skin is Breaking a mess... Up. Yeah, then maybe stop using it. See what, what yeah, happens. Yeah, maybe for you. you have yeah oily skin, and maybe or maybe it's the formulation. We want to know. Okay, this last one. So when Kirby and I were writing this episode up, I told her that I don't like to use skincare products that have food ingredients in it. And I was so confused because I'm like, are you telling me you don't like the smell of Too Faced, like chocolate I mean, I love the smell of it. And I use all of those products, like the new gingerbread palette that they launched. Yeah, man, I I love that stuff. Mm, So, so good. Get in my nose. Um, But a lot of the... a lot skincare ingredients that have like chocolate or vanilla or like some real fruit in it, it just really irritates my skin. It doesn't make my skin happy. I know that a lot of people love, love them and it does, it works on their skin. But personally for me, anything with just too much of a strong fragrance and a lot of the times it is synthetic for if you have like a vanilla face mask. So I just can't use them. Yeah, I, okay, so I see what you're saying here. I think like we're trying to be cautious about what we say because we don't want to drag anybody. But yes, if there is a product, there are just some products that I think brands have capitalized on like regarding a certain fruit Mm -hmm. and that's totally fine. And I know some people are obsessed with it. I just personally like can't use those products. And so that's the thing too is maybe it's also just because a lot of really, really natural beauty products that are made with like 100% organic, you know, ingredients, those also make me break out. Same. So, and maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe my face just needs give, give me those preservatives, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, yeah, if if it has like I don't know, like a chocolate I love that you keep going back to chocolate, but I know you're not talking about chocolate. I know it. I just, I can, I'm like, this bitch is uh, not you talking ever, about chocolate. I feel, like, I feel like there was a time when there was like chocolate facials. I don't, I don't have never gotten one. Did you ever get one? No, I didn't. But yeah, I, I, I will say this. Like we, we talk about fragrance on this podcast because we do think we need a little bit of something. Like it's it, like if it's a personally, yeah, if it's like a skincare ritual, we at least want to smell a little something like necessary. I don't need to have, right. a, you know, a body, a body. Like I don't want to smell like strawberries and cream or whatever. No, no, no. I, I would rather it just be more chill for my body. But like if I'm doing this ritual every night of cleansing my face and putting stuff on, even in the morning, it would be nice if the products have a decent smell. Yes. Like I talked about this, the color science product that I tried. Yeah. And that I'm, I'm loving and I wear it as like my sole source of uh, sun protection these days because mm-hmm. it's just so good. I do like literally I grimace when I put it on around my nose because <laughs> it does not smell great. So color science, please fix that. Yeah. But on that note, yes. Yeah. Anything with a fragrance that is too overpowering, you might be breaking out because just bottom line, your skincare, you really don't need no. like it's, fragrance is it's important in that like we don't want it to smell like disgusting. Yep. But adding like a fragrance, especially a synthetic fragrance is not really necessary. Totally. It's like, going to irritate you. Maybe save the fragrance for like your MAC lipsticks. Yeah. I love that MAC smells like vanilla. I truly do. Like I know that vanilla is such an overplayed fragrance for makeup, but 
It also, I think there's like a nostalgia element to that. I know. I'm just like, when I put something on my lips, I do kind of want to. I Makeup like totally, is different though from skincare. Yeah. And I transport like back to like the Mac counter at the, like my local Nordstrom <laughs> and like being like, do I have enough money to buy this lip gloss? Uh, lip gloss mm-hmm. back in the day. Yep. Okay. So all in all, the ingredients that we kind of look out for on, like you're laughing, on labels are biotin squalane, essential oils, coconut oil, coconut oil, and then anything that says fragrance or like certain juices and stuff. (laughs) Any of that fake food skincare stuff. Yeah. I love how we're like trying. I know this. So hard. Did you learn anything, you guys? Yeah, I'm like, did you learn anything from the this episode? The bottom line is, you guys, we all just should be a little bit more discerning. Discerning. We should all be a more discerning when it comes to the skincare products that we use. And again, this is totally just our personal takes on these ingredients. Are we gonna use a product that has squalene, coconut oil? an essential oil and biotin in the future? Probably. 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 Let's be real. Yeah. I'm I will always be game to try anything. Same. I will just be a little bit more wary. So we hope this served kind of as a roadmap for you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please go on to iTunes. Guys, we were featured in Nylon as one of the best beauty podcasts to listen to in 2019. We are so honored. Yes, thank you so much. Um, We also, uh, we have a bunch of new listeners since our pod swap with Breaking Beauty. Hello, welcome if you're new. I hope you've listened to the old episodes. We are so happy to have you. And we're working our way up the iTunes charts. We have broken the top 20 in terms of fashion and beauty podcasts on iTunes. We're so excited. Um, That's wild. And we keep growing. Like I look at the numbers every week. I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing. So thank you guys so much for the positive support. If you want to keep in touch with us, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find us on Spotify. We have an amazing Facebook group that Sarah and I were just talking about. It is self-sustaining. Like We don't need to contribute at all. No, we like get in there sometimes to throw in our two cents, but half the time... I'm learning from all of yeah, you. Yeah, people are posting and commenting and helping each other it's amazing and we post content that's different than what we post on our instagram in the facebook group and on our facebook page so make sure that you like our facebook page like our instagram page and follow us on twitter at los angeles pod and we will see you guys next week with a very <gasps> special guest yes. okay thanks guys bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.